You're listening to the Getting Mindful with Megan podcast. Hey guys, welcome to Getting Mindful with Megan. Today's podcast is called Thou Shalt Have No Other Gods Before Me. And you guys know this is a mindfulness podcast. And you probably know that that's one of the commandments. And I believe that mindfulness is the yoking, the connecting, the harmonizing of the mind, body, and spirit. So for today's podcast, we are going to be focusing on spirit. We are going to take time to really nourish the spirit. And sometimes this is a harrowing activity. This is a harrowing experience. So I want you to really open up to it because it's going to create so much peace and joy, but it's something we often resist is really nourishing the spirit. So open up to it and maybe set an intention to make true change from what you hear today. So thou shall have no other gods before me. We pulled this straight out of the Bible. You know, it's one of the Ten Commandments. <laughs> we pull it straight out of the Bible and it's something that we've heard so many times, but do we really apply it? And so I'm going to talk to you guys a little bit about my experience as I've been practicing applying thou shalt have no other gods before me into my life and what I've experienced just in the short time since doing that. I want to tell you guys a story though. So I, a while ago, was feeling a little bit of anxiety, actually a lot of anxiety, and I didn't know why. But when I feel fear, when I feel anxiety, when I feel these heavy, big emotions like that, I like to take those as messengers that from my body to let my spirit, to let me know, like let me know where I'm off base, right? Like I like these, these emotions to come through me because I want those messages. Like I know that if I feel fear in my body, it's because I'm not following God, right? Like there's somewhere that I'm off base with God. No man can serve two masters and we know that fear doesn't come from God. So if I'm feeling fear, I know that I'm out of alignment and that there's nothing wrong with me because I'm a human being. So I'm going to feel fear regularly. And it's a gift that my body gives me to let me know where I'm off base in my mind, right? Like where something isn't aligned in my life. And so I was feeling this fear and I was trying to figure out where it was coming from and what I needed to shift. And, and I was having a hard day and I, I ran up to a yoga class at my sister-in-law's and she, it was a beautiful yoga class. And she started the meditation and I was able to finally get present enough to really hear God. and. God spoke to me during that meditation and what I heard was a series of questions that have like really changed me very quickly and I want to offer them to you. So the first thing that I heard was that quote, thou shalt have no other gods before me. And then these are the questions that were asked to me. Where do you go for your worth? Where do you go for validation? Where do you go for your confidence and your self-esteem? Where do you go for peace and solace? Where do you go when you have a problem? Where do you go for satisfaction? Who are you glorifying? And immediately when I heard those questions, I knew I had work to do. And maybe when you hear those, maybe you realize you have some work to do too. And I don't want you to just answer with like the quote unquote Sunday school answers. I want you to really think like, who do you go to for your worth? Do you go to your business results to know if you're worthy? Do you go to pe random people on the internet to know if you're worthy? Do you go to your friends and family to find out if you are worthy or enough? Or do you go to God? 
Because if you're going to your friends and family, if you're going to the internet, if you're going to the results you have, if you're going to what you own, the amount of money you have in your pockets, you're going to be very sad because you are putting gods before God. So in a talk by Ezra Taft Benson, it's called Beware of Pride. He talks about how a lot of people think of pride as like self-esteem or like being overly like boastful, conceited, you know, and that is a version of pride. But he says that isn't the, the central focus and heart of, of the sin of pride. He says that the heart of pride is enmity and the definition of enmity is opposition with God. So God told me, you are 100% worthy because you're my child, period. Like you have 100% worth. It doesn't matter what you do or you don't do. You are just worthy. You are enough. You are whole. You are valid. You are all the things. You are great, right? And when I go try to find out if that's true from other people and other experiences and I try to make it true with the results I create in my life, guess what that creates? Enmity opposition with what God told me and that is pride and it is a sin and it feels like crap and I believe that sin creates like bondage and it's the opposite of freedom and so often we're trying to go find worthiness we're trying to go find all of these things to bring us freedom but in reality the freedom always comes from God so where do you go to find your worth good question to ask I'm gonna I'm gonna push you even a little bit because I've coached a lot of people on this too. And are you going to your husbands? And I want to just bring this up and your answer might be no, but for some of you, it's going to be yes. Like, do you go to your husband to tell you that you're good enough? And when he doesn't, do you freak out and feel stressed? It's not his job, you guys. He can't show up perfectly for you. He can't give you what you need. The only place you can go for what you need is within yourself and with God. So are you making your husband your God? Is it his job to make sure you know you're worthy? Is it his job to make sure you feel confident? It's a really important question to ask yourself. Okay, the next one. Where do you go for peace? Ugh, this one. For me, when I'm feeling stressed, guess where I go? My freaking phone. (laughs) So there we go. My phone becomes my God because when I'm feeling stressed, I go to my phone instead of to God. Where do I go for solace? You guys know what else I go to? I go to my pantry and I get me some chips. <laughs> I get treats out of the out of the kitchen. Like that becomes my god, right? When I'm like using items, idols as buffers for my emotion instead of going to God to find my peace and my solace. And guess what? Those things don't even work. They're pretty sucky god. And I love this quote. It's by Robin Sharma, who's one of my favorite authors right now. And he says, technology is an amazing servant and an awful God. Write that down. (laughs) Technology is an amazing servant and an awful God. Food is an amazing tool to nourish your body and an awful God. Okay, next question. Where do you go when you have a problem? Do you just like start freaking out and Googling it? Do you go to your coach? Do you go to your mom? Do you go to your sister? Or do you go to God? And do you go to the word of God? Just something to, to, you know, reflect on. I'm being kind of like, this is the way right now. Like I'm like being like, what, blunt right now? But it's because I feel so passionate about this because 
I really want you guys to know that when you put other gods before God, it hurts you. He doesn't care for him. He cares because he loves you and he wants you to be happy. And and you can't serve two gods. You'll hate one and you'll love the other. And the one that you're serving, if it's other gods before God, the real God, well, it's going to make you miserable. And I know because I've experienced it and you probably have too. So let's keep going. Who are you glorifying? When you drive by somebody's house and they have a super aeronautique, <laughs> this one's for me. I'm just kidding. But like when you go by somebody's house and you see super aeronautiques, you're like, oh, they're so cool. They have so much money. Like, do you glorify them? Do you go on social media and you see people doing the things you want to do and do you glorify them in your mind? There's only one place we need to glorify and that's within our heavenly parents, right? Like glorify God. He's the reason those people have those things anyways. He's the reason they're able to do what they're doing. So this next part of this is really important. I want you to really like get present with me for a second. There's another commandment. It says something along the lines of like, thou shalt not worship any graven images. I read a quote and I have no clue where it came from and I have no resources to tell you or sources to tell you, but I'm just going to tell you like a very choppy version of it. This is the idea that images that they're talking about here, these images are like the images we create in our mind. We create in our mind first with our imagination, right? And when we worship these images in our mind of the things we want to create, it creates enmity. It creates opposition. It doesn't serve us in any way. It's because you, when you do this, you think it will be better when you have that thing, right? And then we worship having the result that we want. And it feels like crap because it makes us think that things aren't good enough now, which is in direct opposition to what is true. And that's that everything's 50-50 no matter what. It's that there's opposition in all things. It means that, that nothing is better than this moment. You have desires for a reason. You're meant to create. You're supposed to have images in your brain. But the second that it becomes overboard and you start worshiping those images, you'll know by how it feels. Because if you're not worshiping them, you'll love the process. But if you're worshiping the images in your brain, you're going to feel freaking bound by them. So you have desires for a reason. Desires are always working in you. Don't let them get overboard. One of the yoga philosophy is brahmacharya, which means just enough. Like desires to just enough, but don't take it overboard. Just enough, non-excess, right? Like we want to take it to that place where we're creating and it feels good, but we don't want to take it overboard because then it becomes the tool that slices off our own hand, right? And I've watched that so much, especially with business owners who are trying to get to results. Don't worship the results, worship the process, worship the moment you're in right now. Be present. That's the time that time touches eternity. That's the time that God and you can work together. So things that become our gods, I think, is our desires, right? It's other people around us. It's their opinions. It's our phones. It's play. It's food. It's rest. Everybody's, it's going to show up differently for everybody, but you need to determine what you're putting above God and then you need to like look up to God and live. And that's like my favorite quote right now. Look up to God and live. Like it's not about what anybody else thinks. It's not about anything else than what God 
wants and has in store for you. So when you have a problem, when you need peace, when you're worried about who you are and what you're worthy of, and when you're worried about your life, like where do you go? Go to the real God. He's the one who can actually give you all of those things. But you guys, it's going to take getting present. And the real reason I told you this story is all of that. But also, the only way that I was able to even hear that message from God is because I took the intentional time to get present. I went to a yoga class because that's how it's so easy for me to get present. But other people, like you do what you need to do to get deeply present. Quiet everything down. Get into a safe space. Open up and hear what God has to say to you. He will tell you what you need to shift. He will tell you. He will arise and awaken you. And you will feel so much peace and and prosperity. And it is just so worth it. So check out on those undisciplined appetites. All those appetites, just watch them. Don't let them become your gods, okay? Like let God be your God. Okay, so thank you for listening to this. Thank you for being here. I'm so grateful for you guys. Have a great, great day. Talk to you later.